What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. When Jopi asked to take that wine bottle with him, I'm pretty sure I heard her mumble, smart move. It's the <laughs> one and only Thirsty Teresa. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? And honestly, I would not do that. Why? Always it's, wine it's a wine tasting. I want to just keep tasting everything. I don't know what that was. I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get there. But yes. that was no wine tasting that I would sign up for. Well, it wasn't, but we didn't see the whole thing, right? I, I, saw, would, I saw enough. I saw I more than grab, enough. I would grab the bottle if this was the end and I wasn't tipsy. Okay, but he he went over. He was going to hang out with Mila and, and Yara and he wanted to keep indulging. Oh, you know what? I would probably grab the bottle, scratch whatever I just yeah, said. Yeah, always. Smart move, Joey. Always take, Smart the, move. always take the bottle. You paid for it. That's true. Always, That's true. Always take the bottle. Can I share just an overarching thought on this episode? Yeah, go for we it. really get into it. I liked the episode. I did. It was a simple episode, though, I thought. What do you mean by that? Each couple had one story beat. And so it made for a simple episode, which I liked. Because it was just it's easy to just sit back, follow along. Think about it. Jovi and Yara went to a winery. Yeah. Libby and Andre had the house party. Yeah. Bilal and Shida were at the coffee shop. Everyone had like one story beat and for some reason I liked it. It was simple. It's easier to follow, but I see what you're saying and it is true. They People went all over the place. Right. A lot of times it's we're driving here, then we're here, then we're cutting to the next day and we're talking about this. And it's a lot that they, they mm -hmm. cram into a segment. This was very simple. I liked it. It was, it was relaxing in a way. It was. The only person who was all over the place was Big Pratt yeah. and his <laughs> American fiancé, and that's why we don't cover them, yeah. but that was it. Yeah, if you guys haven't heard, we're not covering him. Not that we're canceling him, because we don't cancel people, because who are we to cancel people? But we are watching this show for international couples, and he is not in an international couple. And on top of that, he's not even married to Liz, so how are you happily ever after? Yeah, he's in a broken American relationship. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a little perv for you, and that's why we're not going <laughs> to... Little perv was my rap name in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why we're not going to cover him. Anyway, yes. we're, we're talking on. about everyone else, and we will shortly, but a little housekeeping. And don't... Guys, if you do skip ahead, I don't even think you guys skip ahead. I feel like you like the housekeeping, but don't do it this time, especially because we have a big announcement to make. Okay. First, I'm going to say, follow us on Instagram. Follow us at Married to Reality Pod. It's a good time over there. Memes, reels, news. So make sure you're following us at Married to Reality Pod on Instagram. But here's the big news. We had a Patreon poll. Woohoo! You guys came out in droves and you voted. And we have a clear winner. As um, I predicted. As predicted by Teresa, we have a clear winner for the show that is going to replace Seeking Sister Wife when it comes to an end. And it was overwhelming. 87% of you voted for... The single <laughs> And we're so excited. I was like that special beaver... Who predicts? The groundhog. The groundhog. Ah, I cannot keep that in mind. I keep no. saying a beaver. Isn't like, didn't, don't they, aren't they I like cousins? I can't tell the difference. I think they're like cousins. Yeah, sure. So like the groundhog, the groundhog or dog? 
<laughs> I'm serious. You don't want ground dog. I, I promise you, it's not good. <laughs> it's a groundhog. Groundhog yes. that looks like a beaver. Yes. I was the perfect groundhog because I predicted and it happened. You predicted. So you're welcome. You predicted 12 more weeks of 90 Day Fiance and we're getting it with the single life. It starts September 12th on TLC and Discovery+. Plus. We're going to cover it over on the Patreon. We're going to cover it for our Cousins Club and our Family Affair friends. We will do audio only for Cousins Club, and then you'll get the video. You can watch us record the pod on the Family Affair level. The Family Affair level also gets a few other things. We throw bonus episodes in there every month. But speaking of bonus episodes, both tiers, Cousins Club and Family Affair, you're going to be getting the Love is Blind after the altar. Yes. Coverage. So, guys... Come on over to the Patreon. Now's the time. Now's the time to shine. Now's the time. Patreon.com slash Married to Reality. So check it out. Thank you guys to all our patrons who have already signed up. We got, a, we got a bunch of new ones the first of the month. So thank you. We love you guys. We really appreciate the support. Yes, we do. I We say it all the time, but I don't want to sound redundant, but it is so true. We appreciate it. You guys, are, you guys make our day every single time you sign up. Or when you leave a comment, or when you message us, or when you leave a review. Yeah. We mean it every single time. You just make our days. It may not seem like it, but we put a lot of work into this podcast. A lot. <laughs> well, we, we Basically, every free minute we have goes into this podcast, whether it's watching, recording, social media, the Patreon. So thank you guys. Promoting. Just so, yeah. So thank you guys so much just for supporting it, whether it's through the Patreon or just leaving a review or a message. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. We we would not do this without you. We could do it yes. without you. Sorry to say, we could do it without you. We started this podcast without you, but we would not do it without you. So we would not you. be where we are without you guys. Yeah, and we wouldn't keep doing it without them. So yes, thank you guys. Speaking of reviews, well, let me let me just set you up for your little line here before we get to that. Follow the podcast. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to do. It's important to do because then you never have to think about the podcast. It comes right to your device. Here's how easy it is to follow. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot as Usman's dreams. Of being the most famous person in the whole world? Yes. <laughs> yes. Dream big. <laughs> That's how it has to be. You got to dream you big. Don't, if you don't dream big, you will not, we're not going to go anywhere. And I know that most likely you're not going to get to your biggest dreams right. ever. Some people may, some people may not, but you got to big, dream big. It's like what? Shoot for the moon. You'll land among the stars or something like that. Yes. Go big and you'll end up somewhere in the middle. Exactly. So but you have to go big. If you're not going big enough, go bigger. Oh. Always go bigger. Oh. All right. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Last but not least. If you haven't left a review, please. That's one of those ways that you can support us. It's one of those ways that you fuel us. So if you haven't left a review, please do. If you leave a five-star review, I will read it on this podcast right here. Like I'm going to read this one. You have one. We got a new one, yeah. All right. This one comes to us from our friend Jess at 19. Hello, okay. Jess. I would like to see Jess at 20. I would like to see Jess at 21. I feel like she's just going to get better and better because this seems like a sweet lady. And Jess at 19. Maybe that's her age. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Jess at 19 left a great review. Let's, so maybe let's at, hear at, it. At 20, it'll just keep getting even better. Let's but hear it. She says, great podcast. Five love stars. Love it. So fun to listen to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I love the relatable takes and, uh-oh, hello, hilarious boat names. We got a Below Deck fan over what? here. 
<laughs> Jess at 19 is a below deck fan. That makes my day because I'm very proud of my both names. Not to mix another podcast into this, but guys, if you don't know what we're talking about, go and listen to our below deck podcast. Yeah. You will understand. Yeah, we we watch the episode and then we rename the boat every episode because if you guys don't watch, you won't know. But the boat names, the actual boat names are terrible. And so we watch the episode and we rename the boat in accordance to what happens on the episode. And we call it Boat Name the Segment. And it's great. And Jess loves it. And we love that she loves it. Jess, if you ever want to shoot us a boat name, slide into our DMs. Yeah, do it. Let we'll, us know your We'll read it on the pod. So let us know your boat thank name. you for this review. Thank I you, loved it. Jess at 19. Beautiful review. And thank you to everyone who has left a review. It, it really means a lot to us. It does. All right. How about a little 90-day, by the way, <laughs> BT Your dubs. classic segment. Well, classic segment. Let's You're do it. Number one. If you haven't heard, he used to call her on her cell phone. Oh, yeah. Late night when Pedro is gone. (laughs) Call her on her cell phone. That was really good. Word on the street is following Chantel and Pedro's split, Drake has slid into Chantel's DMs. Now, this is not verified by any means, but this is such a good story, I had to bring it to the pod. I usually don't like to bring anything to the pod that's not verified. Well, we had one of our friends. Oh, we had multiple friends, multiple news outlets. So it's out there in the world. And apparently it's one of Drake's associates that kind of broke this news. But again, not verified. So who knows? Who knows who this person is? But it's a great story. Yes. And if you guys are wondering, why would Drake slide into Chantel's DM? Well, Drake is one of the celebrities who oh, yeah. love 90 Day Fiance. Drake is a 90 Day whore. A guilty pleasure of his. So I'm not that surprised. I mean, Chantel is very pretty. Beautiful. She's, she talks very slowly, ah. but she's very pretty. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful girl. Um, here's the interesting part, though. Yes, Drake is a 90 Day ho for show. He follows two people on Instagram. Chantel is not one of them. Who does he follow? Caesar. They're kind of buds. He's Caesar has mentioned that they've chatted before. Caesar? Yeah, from the single life who will cover. No way. During the season, yeah. They're buds. He also follows Darcy, of course. I you gotta follow the say, queen. You gotta follow the queen. I was gonna queen. say that. That was my that was gonna be my first guess, if you let me guess. But he doesn't follow Chantel, although Chantel follows Champagne Poppy. Chantel follows. I mean, who doesn't follow Drake? I don't. I, think I don't I do. follow celebs on Instagram, really. You don't? No. I do. Um so it's interesting. The The word on the street is they're going to meet up, although nothing has been confirmed and there's definitely no confirmation of a romantic relationship. But apparently he just heard that they divorced and he reached out and said, how you doing? Nice. And, and let's see, can, can you imagine Drake on Happily Ever After? <laughs> <laughs> Come I on. I love it. Come on. But hold on, hold on, hold on. You said something that got me interested. Caesar is friends with Drake? Yeah. I'm telling you, Drake just loves 90 Day. And well, so he's, I know, but how, how did that happen? I've never I think, heard. I think the same way. I think Drake slid into Caesar's DMs. Probably telling him to give up on these random chicks from the yeah. other side of the world. I don't think he's listened because <laughs> we'll see him on the single life going for it again. Oh, boy. But yeah, nah, Drake's one of us. All right. I like is, it. Drake and thank you guys who send us these articles. I did show John. 
Yes. The first one I saw, I wish. Oh, that's I knew, right. I already, wish I knew the name. I'm so sorry about it. I already I knew at that point. But, but thank you guys. Yes, that's number one. I think it's a good one. Let's see what happens. To be continued. By the way, number two. All right. We're following Kimbali on her journey this season. Mm-hmm. She's also on another journey. Okay. She's on another journey entirely. Following the likes of Yara and Tiffany, Kim just announced the launch of her own fragrance line. Okay. Super Blossom by Kimbali. That's what it's called. Now, I'm sorry, Kim. I have to apologize, but I've never looked at her and thought, now that's what I want to smell like. That's that's the yeah. scent I'm going for. But she she has a scent, a body spray. She teamed up, it looks like, with this company, Beauty Kitchen. Okay. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. Beauty Kitchen, they are a website. They make products. So on their website, I think it's beautykitchen.com, they're selling this spray, this body mm-hmm. spray, 1850 Okay, that's reasonable. Reasonable. That's an interesting number. I don't know if there's any significance there. I would have gone 1999 or something, but 1850. Do you wonder what it smells like? Sure. Play along, Teresa. Be curious. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa's like, absolutely not, but play sure. along. Yes, okay. tell me what it smells like. And here's John. what it here's what it says on the website, the description. Tender cherry blossom, sensual white lily, and blushing violet petals blend. With a hint of a warm vanilla. Okay. Well, mm. not my style. Okay. But, I mean, good for her. I say good I say good for you, Kimbali. Get that money because you're going to need it when the new MacBook Pro drops. You're going to need that extra cash. to. And also, you're going to need the extra cash if he does come to the U.S. Because, guys, as we said every single time, bringing a foreigner to America is expensive. I'm so glad you were already here. Yes. And, and even that was expensive. And I was just going to add it. Even if the foreigner is already in America on a different type of visa, it's still expensive. If you go the attorney route. Yes, which we suggest for for the first for round the first of green round. cards. Because, guys, I, I like to think that Jen and I are smart people. We looked at it. Page one out of like a hundred. And we were like, uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But the second time around, you get all your documents the first time you can keep them. The second time around, you can just reference those first. Yeah, you get a better understanding. Like we just got scared because on page one, we had like five questions. Yeah. And if you're not 100% sure, the second you submit the documents and there is one typo, one tiny mistake, Mm -hmm. they're going to return it and they're going to put you all the way back in the line. You have to to resend everything. It's just a pain in the ass. So to make it right, we went the attorney way and it was was great. Yeah. You get what you pay for. And I got my foreign wife. Yes. How (laughs) how awesome is that? All right. You couldn't put a price on that. (laughs) Let's jump into this episode. Let's talk Sunday night, 90 Day Fiance, season seven, episode two of Happily Ever After, question mark. We're back. We did it. We did it. Let's start with Libby and the Loudmouths. And it's such an apropos name. We named them Libby and the Loudmouths seasons ago. Mm -hmm. But now she's opening that loudmouth and singing. Well, she's not. Did you? No, I'm going to correct you because I've seen some video now. Well, I have not, so. I I should have had some ready to go, but I can't. I don't buy that she can sing until she sings on TV. Do you trust your husband? I do, but I still want her to. You know I have a much better ear than you do. Did you hear me when I said she used to call her? Yeah. You know I have a better ear than you. 
I'm not saying she can be a professional. Okay. But she's much better than I thought she was going to be. All right. Well, I want her to sing on TV. If you're telling us that this is your dream, you better show it to us. Otherwise, I don't buy it. Yeah. All right. Somebody call the Tampa Better Business Bureau because we've got ourselves a housewarming party, a.k.a. networking event. I think this is more of a networking event. Oh, yeah. It was like... Andre went to his LinkedIn and invited a bunch of <laughs> invited a bunch of people he follows. Yeah, um, a little bit of family. Unfortunately, they said they had to invite some fam. I always love to see Chuck. Chuck's love my to, boy. Chuck's more than family though. Chuck is business. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Chuck's definitely on the LinkedIn list. Yeah, uh, Mother Pam, not so much, but she got an invite, and also Walter got an invite. Well. He did, but he did not want to be on camera. He never does. Because those five seconds that he stood there not talking, he looked like he's in pain. <laughs> you know who else got an invite? Friend of the pod, Andy Naples. Andy Naples. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Andy Naples, got a invite. If you don't know Andy, if you're not familiar with Andy, he first rose to prominence by kidnapping Courtney. by by kidnapping Courtney and holding her hostage and forcing her to sell period cups. But we laugh, we joke with Andy and he laughs back and that's why he's a friend of the pod because he can take a joke. Yes, and it was unfortunate that he didn't have any speaking roles because I was excited. He was too busy chugging that beer. Yeah, I was ready for Andy to say something. Uh Maybe say hi Hi to the cameras to us. With that, <laughs> with that luscious German accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe next time. Maybe next time. I hope to see Andy on Always TV Always good again. to see a friend of the pod on the TV. As well as some other people. Uh, Andre's lawyer was there. A real who's who's of Tampa. Andre's lawyer, Chuck's friend George. Imagine inviting our immigration lawyer to anything. <laughs> I don't even know his name, to be honest. Oh, I... I now I forget it. He was very lawyery. Like oh. He was so lawyer. He was such a lawyer. Why did you have to bring this up? Now I want to say it and there's a zero payoff to it. Don't say that. No, if I mean. you know it, don't say that. Don't say our lawyer's name? Yeah. Oh, okay. You don't have to. I'm just saying I don't even know his name. And that's why I'm thinking. I like, got it. I got it. I- it begins with a J. Ah, I know. You got I it. know. Yeah. Um, all right. I don't know why we can't say his first name. Oh, it's Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it's a Pearl Jam song. And I, I, like, just, I just thought of it. But the same thing is like, would we invite our financial guy? No, would we invite uh, the guy who comes and fix, fixes our fridge when it's broken? No. No, our maintenance guy? Yeah. I mean, he's great. I we like would him, have but... to, though, because we have zero friends. <laughs> <laughs> so if we wanted anyone there, it would have to be the, yeah. But at the same the time, I mean, I, kudos to Andre because... That's a good networking event. We would invite probably all these people if we wanted something from them in the future. Yeah. Like, I would totally invite our maintenance guy because next time we have an issue, I would hope that he's, he's going to come right away. That's right. You want to be right? friends. You want to be yeah. friends with these people. I was thinking, oh, this is a network event. What's he after? I guess he's playing the long game because he, he didn't go in for anything the night of the party, I thought he was going to put out a hat and be like, does anyone want to donate to Libby's singing career? We're looking, <laughs> we're looking for some equipment and to build a studio, but he was just there to schmooze. No, you're, you're, you're smart. Like you have to slow, like, Hey, come over. Like now we're friends. Mm-hmm. And in a couple of months, like, Hey, God, just, you remember, saw you in my house winning party. It was so much fun. I have a question for you about, uh, about the house I'm trying to flip mm-hmm. about uh, blah, 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 blah. It's a long game. It's a long game. It's 
we all network. We all try to network. So this was a good way to do it. Yeah. So, okay. They're all the, the men are downstairs talking business. The women go upstairs. Libby wants to show the house, show off Ellie's room. Nothing too exciting until we get to the guest room slash music studio. Well, first, before we do that, Andre kind of shows us a couple of his friends. He points out the lawyer, I forgot yeah. his name again, yeah. right? And then Chuck's friends, George, who is uh, in the mortgage industry, yeah. potential future investor, right? Mm-hmm. And why I'm bringing it up is because his wife is upstairs with yes. ladies. Yes. And she's going to stir the pot. <laughs> What's the wife's name? Uh, Marisol? Uh, yes, Marisol. Marisol. Okay, so they all go up, Marisol included. And they get to this guest room and she's like, what is that? What is it? Is that it? Is that a $20 Casio key? Are you, <laughs> Libby, are you going to do something musical? Because you know, I used to sing perfect. That's not for me. You didn't just put that out for me. Do you want me to do a song? Did you, bring them, bring the keyboard downstairs. I'm going to do a song for everyone. Let's not do it. Let's do it in front of a crowd. Oh no. Oh, you want to, you want to, then if you're going to sing, then why don't you sing? But you know what? I was all for it because Marisol said, well, if you want to be a professional, you got to turn it on anywhere. So if I ask you to sing, you got to sing. I'm not properly warmed up, though. But uh, That's why I don't <laughs> buy that she can sing. Do from this moment. Do from this moment how you did it at our wedding. It was beautiful. Do from this moment. <laughs> you like, sang it out. Do it. Do it. Do it. She's like, thanks, mom. <laughs> She's like, uh, I don't like being put on the spot. Well, that's how life works, Libby. I don't buy that you can sing until you prove me wrong. If you cannot sing on TV, how do you want to make money off of that? Yeah. (laughs) But Marisol's like, yeah, I used to be a professional singer. I know what it takes. I, I call bullshit. I think at most, I think at best, she did one tour on a carnival cruise singing in the lounge. Listen, a professional singer could be, oh, you go to a bar and sing every night. Yeah, if you're making money from it yeah. and substantial. So and, it doesn't mean that you I'm have saying, to be famous, famous. Yeah, I don't think she had a record. I don't no. think she put a CD out. I think maybe Carnival Cruise, maybe she sings at the mall around the holidays. I don't think I don't Is think that she, what people do? Yeah. Never seen that before. Yeah. I don't think she had a... You mean like when they stand outside with a band caroling? and ask for money? Caroling? Yeah. Ugh. Maybe she, yeah. <laughs> Either way, she was all about hearing Libby sing. Libby was not ready. So <laughs> was I. I was like, girl, like, if you, if that's your passion and that's what's going to bring you joy, share the joy with us. Otherwise, I don't buy it. I'm, I'm kind of glad she didn't sing, though, because we learned the genre she's looking to break into. And you think, oh, maybe pop star. Right, she kind of she, she's this young Miss thing. Maybe she's gonna be a pop star. Maybe I could see her going jazz. Maybe I could see her leaning up against a piano with a, a shimmery dress on. She's gonna go jazz. No, none of the above. No, not even a genre on Spotify. I've never heard of this genre the way she said it because apparently, guys, if you didn't watch, she's gonna sing nursery rhymes. So you're going to be a cover singer. You're going to be a lullabyist. Yeah, you're going to be a cover singer. You're, you're going to sing-, sing lullabies. Lullabies sounds much better, by the way. Yeah, lullabies. Mm. Easier to pronounce for me. No The arms. nursery rhymes? Oh. Nursery rhymes. Lullab- I mean, I got yeah. much better, but lullabies. She's going to be a lullabier. Uh, okay. Mm. So you're going to sing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Which means I can sing. 
No, because she'll sing it well. But the, I don't think. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I don't think there's a huge market for Libby sings the lullabies. No. Well, it's a great title for a CD. But there is like kids bop. There are there are already all yeah. these these artists bands. Maybe she's gonna come up with her own. Then I'm interested. If you're just gonna cover lullabies, it's been done a million times before. Come up with yeah. your own lullaby now. I'm, she said it's gonna be a bonding moment with her and the child. Okay. Her child. Okay. Yeah. And okay, okay. Mm. I mean, listen, I don't judge if that's her hobby and she actually can do it. Try it. Like I'm all for it. Sure. I, like give, but give us a taste. You gotta start a little, singing. A little bit of a twinkle, twinkle, little star, or whatever is yeah. it. What else do you sing for kid to kids? Mm. I literally don't know. I know Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. Yeah, I know that too. All the moms are yelling at us right now. <laughs> uh, Itsy Bitsy Spider. I don't know if that's a lullaby. Yeah. Somewhere Over the Rainbow. I have no no idea. You you lost me. Um, I feel like if we have a kid, I'm going to sing them a Green Day song here and there. Okay. Because I'm Hush really good. Hush Little Baby. I'm really good at that. Hush Little Baby is a good one. I don't know. All right. If you sing to our kids, they're going to have nightmares, Teresa. What are you talking about? (laughs) You want to be an American idiot? (laughs) Oh, boy. boy. Green Day is one of my favorite bands in the world, guys. You could do like Time of Your Life. That'd be good riddance. That would be a better lullaby song. (laughs) Maybe our kids would grow up being rock stars. Night of your life. That's nice. Go to sleep, little baby. I'll write it down. All right. Let's let's keep going. Housewarming comes to an end. The immediate family stays behind, though. And shout out to Pam. Shout out to Pam for just being wasted. <laughs> Every single time you say Pam, all I hear is like, Pam, 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 Pam. Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but Pam's there. She's wasted. The rest of the crew, they're all patting each other on the back because they're like, good, drama-free party. Finally, the Libby and the Loudmouse came together. Little drama. And Jen's like, yeah. Because someone wasn't here. And Pam is like, well, if Charlie was here, it would be okay because you all are drinking too. Charlie, don't talk about Charlie like that. I didn't pick up on her being drunk. Oh, wasted. Andre was wasted. Andre couldn't keep his eyes open. Andre was wasted, but but drunk Pam was. I didn't pick it up, but okay. tipsy. Because that's her constant state. You didn't notice anything different. Her eyes are always glossed over. Yeah, um... Sure. Whatever makes her happy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what makes her unhappy is that everyone is getting on Charlie's case for drinking too much and thinking he's going to cause problems. And Pam's like, everyone's drunk right now. He'd fit fit right in. We're all all wasted. Well, it's kind of sad that she doesn't see the actual problem that they all are drunk because they're at the party. Charlie is drunk mm. constantly because, as they say, he has an issue. Life's a party. Come on. That's a, that's a whole different thing. And even our girls, Becky and Jen, are like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can't believe that we're going to agree with Andre. But we we do agree with Andre because he's an outsider. He's not a blood and he sees that Charlie has a problem. You know that he's your family. <laughs> it's not blood, though. Well, no, but he lives like he he is a family. I don't understand the argument either way, though. What is being family? Just because you're family, I feel like you'd be more blinded to it. And if they can see it, if Jen and Becky and they all see it, then 
that's probably more impressive than an outsider seeing it. True, but it's almost like maybe they are not being trusted because their family, they have some issues with Charlie. Right. But someone else, someone outside of the family, which he's not, but okay, sees it. That means like, oh shit, it's an issue. <laughs> yeah. So it turns into a bit of a shouting match and Andre raises his voice and he's like, if Pam keeps arguing, she will not be welcome into this home, just like Charlie isn't welcome into this home. Yes, because Pam basically put Andre in the same category as Charlie saying he has a problem too. Yeah. Because he's drunk. But yeah, Pam isn't getting the point. Like if you go to a party, the chance is that someone's going to be drunk there. It's a party, right? But if you constantly are getting drunk and you cannot handle yourself, that's the thing. Like if you cannot handle your alcohol, that becomes a problem. If you every single time you drink something and then there are fights, there are arguments, something goes wrong, then you might have a problem. Do you remember when I called out Charlie's drinking problem? Like I spotted it a mile away before anyone started talking about it, at least on the show. They went to the brewery. Charlie oh, yeah. went and he brought a bottle of water. Yeah. And I was like, something's up. Like you don't need to bring your own water yeah. to a brewery. I was like, something's up. And I'm not glad that this story has come about, but I'm glad I'm right. <laughs> but I it's, mean, it's you, sad you, that he's got You a- were being a little beaver. I mean, groundhog. Oh, boy. You were predicting. Oh, yeah. Look at me. Look at me being a Look ground sh- dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing but a ground dog. <laughs> that sounds horrible. That makes me want to cry. Yeah. Because all I picture is the tiny- oh, yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. okay, okay, don't, okay. Don't even say it. Um, all right. Because we are not covering one couple, I think it's going to be, it may be a little bit of a shorter episode. We'll see. But I think now's the time to take a break. All right. And then we're going to, we're going to get back into it. We're going to come back with Jenny and submit and <laughs> buckle up, folks. Buckle up, buckle up. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. You ready to talk about our good old friends, Jenny and Summit? I am so happy that they're on our TV screens now. I know. I, I can I know. admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong to be mad, sad unexcited about them returning i this is some of the most compelling television this season Mm -hmm. and i buy that sadna is this pain. if if they're acting give them all the awards because jenny jenny's rage is second to none sadna you can't just say that (laughs) like like you're not just gonna say fat arms <laughs> for the show. Like that that's gonna have a lasting effect mm-hmm. on your family dynamic. Well, the thing about Sadna and Summit's dad, I don't know his name because Anil. he doesn't say a lot. Anil. Yeah. They live in India. They're not gonna be affected by if people give them shit on social media, who cares? Right. Right? Who cares? I don't think I don't see when they live in India. They're older. I don't think they hang out on social media or maybe they do, but they don't give a shit if people say something about them. I should look them up on social. I, mean, I could just see Anil just sharing memes. I feel like he's probably like real into it. Yeah, I could see. Because he just sits there in silence, doesn't oh, say yeah. anything, but I, I bet you he's loving the drama. Oh, yeah. He's keeping his mouth shut. He's staying out of it, but he's just he's just over there on social media just 
posted me resharing Jenny memes. <laughs> I can see Anel having a, an Instagram and showing sad that was going on because I don't think she uh, knows yeah. how to use a cell phone. Yeah. So it's like, I see her as my grandma. I know she's not that old, but this I is what know. I... I don't know how old she is. She's she's younger than Jenny. Jenny's For, 63. Really? Hmm. I think they're in their late 50s. Okay. All right. Well, they're still fighting. Okay. We've it's we've gone a week. They're still fighting. If you don't remember, Samit just admitted that they're married. Yeah. So basically, we pick up where we left up. They're in the old house, which I don't understand why they call it the old house because the bed is freshly made. Everything well, they, seems like they never moved out. They cleaned up knowing that the parents were coming. Well, yeah, but will you bring your bed sheets and spreadsheets? No, I'm telling you, I think they are. Spreadsheets. They are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Shout out to Excel. Um, <laughs> they, they rented fully furnished apartments. I think it came with all the stuff, and I'm sure they're going to spend the night there. Okay. So. Uh, that's not giving me angst like it's giving all right, you. All right. <laughs> There's two apartments. I found it interesting that. There was a clock on the that bed. That was interesting. Like tucked into like where you would lay down and sleep. You know what it was time on the it pillow. is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bang a clock. Oh, gee. What they needed is, forget the clock, they needed the sign that's like, how many days until our last argument? So, oh. Well, every day. Sadna's freaking out. He's like, how could he, how could he do this to me? I birthed him with so... It was so painful. How can he be hurting me this much? It's like, now you're blaming him for giving you pain while you were giving birth to him. Sad now. It's a little sad. What what gets me is because she goes, he's hurting me so much to please one woman, right? She's not even thinking about Samit's happiness. Yeah. She's going, he's hurting me. Just to make her happy? Mm -hmm. No, how about he's making himself happy? Yeah. She can't even wrap her mind that, oh, Samit might actually like Jenny and want to be with her. Oh, she doesn't want to admit that because she's like, she's twice your age. I don't even have a son. What does that even mean? I I don't know. I missed it. (laughs) Like she said it's one sentence. I'm like, okay. Oh, I can't write her down word for word because it doesn't make a lot of sense. And she's like, you will pay for her actions in your next life. Okay, well, let's wait for the next life. Can you guys all get along in this life? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Let's, let's fight in the next life. She, her, just all of her arguments from Tim, to me were losing ones because she was like, how long have you even known her? A long time. We've been watching this story for like 43 years. And they've been together for 10 years, like since she was 50. She's yeah. 63. Yeah. That's a long time. That's why all of Sadna's arguments, they fall flat to me. I get it. You're not thrilled. You're not excited, but you're not making one good point. You haven't made one good point. If Jenny was taking Samit away from you and he was going to move from India, maybe now you have a leg to stand on. Maybe now you can say, no, we're family. Yeah. I'm not, I can't get on without you. Her arguments make no sense, have zero. She just hates that Jenny's older than Sadna. And here's what I wonder about that. Does Sadna feel like she's being replaced as a mom? So I was going to say this. We see this floating hat where where someone is saying Uh a floating hat. What's that? Testimonials. Talking head? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The talking head. Yeah. And he says, without a mom, you're nothing in India, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
I'm afraid you're gonna disown me. I need my mom. Well, I mean, Jenny can be your mom too. She's old enough to be your more than a mom, right? Yeah. There's 30 years difference. He's 33, she's 63. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know that Samit was looking for another mother because he's clearly got a great relationship or did have a great relationship with his current, with, with his actual mom. But I think Sadna might be looking at Jenny going, she's replacing me. Because I think a lot of parents feel that way when, really? when their loved ones get, oh, oh, they're being taken away from me. They have a new family now. And so that's common already. Add on top of it that Jenny is basically Sadna's age and she might be going, I'm not even just being replaced as the number one woman in Samit's life. I'm being replaced as mom. Do you think that people feel this way? Do you think parents feel this way? A little bit. Really? I think so. Yeah. Not not a serious feeling of loss, but I think they feel like I used to be the most important person in their life and now they have a partner and that person is the most important Hmm. person. Your mom always says that you are her baby and I'm like, no, he's my baby. And then your mom said, oh, he's both of our baby. I'm like, agreed. All right. (laughs) Um, it's a it's a bad fight. Jenny sitting there clueless the entire time, not even knowing what's going on, which I feel bad for. I do too. Summit should have translated, although... Well, I don't think you need to speak Hindi to understand what's happening, but you still... Here's what I feel like, and not to get too deep, but when you and your parents are having a heated conversation or whatever, I'm sitting there going, I can't even jump in and take sides because I don't... Hey, I don't know what's going on. And I even translate if, for you. But I can't speak the language, so I can't even jump in. So there must be a sense of helplessness that Jenny's feeling. Not even lost or, oh, I'm, I'm an outcast, but helpless. I, mm-hmm. can't, I can't really defend submit. I can't make an argument. I can't stand up for myself because she doesn't speak the language. So I feel bad for her. Yeah. She doesn't realize she just lost the invitation to Sadna's funeral. For, for all, she thinks she's still going to Sadna's funeral. Sadna pulled that invitation real quick. What do you, wait, 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 wait. You missed what? that part? Yeah. Sadna's like, you just lost your invitation to everything, even my funeral. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't think you have, you're going to have much of a say when you're gone, oh. Sadna. Well, and what happened is that, you know how Summit was afraid they're going to disown him? Mm-hmm. They disowned him. It's I mean, her. Sadna did. It's her. Yeah, again. We can't gloss over the fact that Anil says nothing, right? Because he would, if he took, what's his name? Summit. If he took Summit's side, yeah. then he would be disowned too. But then if he took the parent's side, that Summit would be like, what are you, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. So we just said that. You think a guy named Anil would be more of an ass. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not. He's just sitting there quietly, very polite. That's the thing. It's. If we witnessed some of our family members fighting, but it wasn't about us or we weren't directly involved, we would not be saying anything. I would take, I would speak up. No, you would not. Because just think about it. If they have a heated argument. You're right. In the, mom, in the to, moment, I wouldn't. That has, yes. That has Afterwards. nothing to do with us. You're right. You would literally put into the fire. You would have to take a side. We're non-confrontational people, though. No. So I, think, I mean, yeah, no. <laughs> um, Sadna basically says it's it's her or us and gets up, leaves. 
this is Jenny's worst nightmare now because Samit goes after his parents. And so she's like, that's it. Here I am sitting alone. My husband doesn't care about me. He's yeah. still he's still only focused on his parents. He comes back. Samit comes back. Another classic Jenny freak out. Like she's going to have a heart attack. She goes so hard. at It is scary to watch just on TV. She's like losing her shit. You can see the level of rage. That's not acting. She is furious. Well, because Jenny asked him, like, can you just leave it? And he's like, really? This is really bad, Jenny. And she lost it. I didn't understand her comment when she said, can you just leave it? But she lost it. She yells She's- and she goes over to that bedroom with a clock. <laughs> And Summit follows her and they, then he says something that I'm like, wait, what? Because he says like, he's like, what, what are you doing, Jenny? Like, do I need to pamper you? Yeah. What else did it mean? I, I think that's maybe he doesn't have the best command of the language. I think. To like put, do, get her nails done? Yeah, just bend to her every need and not have the ability to stand up and make a point of his own. Like he feels, Oh, do I just have to go along with everything you want all the time? I I feel bad for Jenny. Her fear is Samit's going to go with his parents. She's going to be all alone and think about everything she sacrificed to be where she Mm -hmm. is right now. If that goes away, she's stuck in a foreign country with no money, no security net. Yeah. So she's freaking out. She's, she's seeing She's very close to everything falling apart. And so she's stressed and and she can't take it. You mentioned the clock. That was the least of my worries. Did you see how many patterns were in that bedroom? Patterns on patterns on patterns. It was pillowcases on the bedspread with the wall art. It was like a magic eye. Ew, ew. It was making me dizzy. Yes. Well, I think Jenny's one of the people that... You say things out loud before thinking about them. Mm-hmm. So she says, get away from me forever. It's like, <sighs> you don't mean that. And Summit is good at calming her down because he basically was like, held her shoulders like, Jenny, Jenny, it, calm down. You say held her shoulders. It got a, a little physical. Not violent, but physical. Well, she was freaking out. I know. It's, it didn't, breaks he, my heart. He didn't, but she was the one like pushing and doing things. Oh, I know. Oh, no, 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 no. I think Samit was fine. Yeah. Jenny gets a little physical. Yeah. But he says, now I'm disowned. All I need is your support. I sacrifice everything for you. And why I got a little upset with Samit is like, you're telling this through cameras and it sounded really good. Why don't you tell her that? Here's what I think. My general assessment of this relationship. Samit will never be able to fully love Jenny until his parents accept her. Yeah. He might have feelings for her. He might think he loves her, but as long as his parents are in his head and they don't accept her, he's not going to be comfortable fully accepting her, fully loving her. And so there's always going to be that tension. He almost needs permission to love her from his parents, and he's not going to get that. I mean, is the culture? I don't know if it is the culture. Well, that's that's, that's oh, his parents. There is nothing wrong with Jenny besides her age in Sadna's mind. That's all that's wrong. 
She yeah. just she doesn't care that Jenny's American. She doesn't care that Jenny is blonde. She doesn't care about any of that. She cares about that's Jenny's why, age. That's why I don't know if it's the culture. It's just anyone I think would go. You're dating someone thirty years older than you. Well, in a culture where it's very normal to get married and have kids. Yeah. Right. It's mommy's looking at is like, wait a minute, you cannot have kids now. Yeah. You're not gonna have kids. You're not gonna do what we're supposed to do, right? Plus, Jenny's even older than her. If Jenny was in her mid forties, maybe it would be okay. If she was just ten years older than Summit, right? Yeah. But she's thirty years older. Yeah, well, that's selfish. If Samit's fine without kids, then oh, Sadna, you should... I'm okay with that, but what I'm saying is that we live in this Western culture that if you and I told our parents, like, hey, we don't want to have kids, our parents would be like, you know what? That's a bummer that we're not going to have grandchildren, but whatever makes right. you guys happy, it's fine. No one would be saying, oh, how could you do this to us, right? right. No one would say <laughs> this. Kill no myself. One, no one would ever say this to you, you and me. But that's a different culture. And so Sadna, I think that's her issue. And unfortunately, it is nothing Jenny do about her age. No, no. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about Jovi and Yara. I mean, Jovi has matured so much. Oh, wine- oh he has. A winery? Not a strip club? Not a sticky floored bar on Bourbon Street? Mm-hmm. We're going to a winery, Jovi? Speaking of a winery, let's go to a winery when we're up in the New England Okay, this podcast is is not to plan <laughs> activities. I just thought of it. <laughs> if I forget, I can go back and listen to this podcast okay. and be like, oh, John, remember? This is what I wanted to do. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Moving on. Jovi may have matured and, and his palate may have matured. And now he's sipping on Pinot Grigio. But I he's, would not call it sipping, but sure. He's chugging Pinot Grigio. But he's still complaining about his daughter being there with them. He wants a little alone time, just him and Yara to go tear it up. Unfortunately, they're babysitter—they're not on good terms with their babysitter. Because their babysitter does not want to be called the babysitter. Their babysitter it's is Mama Gwen. Mrs. Gwen. Mama Gwen, yes. And Shout we, out to Mama Gwen. This is probably the first time we've talked about her yeah. in a while. Yeah, we love we, we love Mrs. Gwen. She used to join our lives. Yeah, I'm not going to change what we call her for Yara. We call her Mama Gwen. It's going to be Mama Gwen. All right. I just like Mrs. Gwen. All right. All right. Mama Gwen. She's not your mom. No, she's not. We're going to call her Mama Gwen. That's what we named her. That's what I'm saying. She's not our mom. That's why Fair I enough. said Mrs. But okay. Fair enough. Mama Gwen. Yes. We miss her and we hopefully will see her on the next episode. Miss Gwen. Miss Gwen. <laughs> we miss Gwen. We miss Gwen. I love her name. We miss Gwen. You think her name is Gwendolyn? Oh. That was my grandpa's dog, and I loved it. Beautiful. It's a majestic yeah. name. It's, it is. And it was a great Dane. It was a golden great name, Dane. Majestic Named, Dame. Name Gwendolina, okay. which is a Gwendolin. She was so beautiful and so majestic. Mm-hmm. Back right. to this one. Yeah. All right. So, yes, Mama Gwen used to babysit, used to be relied on to babysit, but she got into an argument with Jovi. Mm-hmm. And the fight started because Jovi would go to work, Yara felt alone, and wished her mom was there because Gwen, I guess, was not there enough. And so Jovi hears this, gets upset that Gwen is not being supportive. They get into a big fight. How could you not be there? How could you not help? How could you not babysit? Turned into a big fight, and they really haven't talked since then. 
Yes. Yara said she hasn't spoken to Mama Gwen in six months. Can I? Eh, let, me point, let me point the finger a little bit. Okay. I feel like Yara's to blame. Why? Because she's the one that made them move three hours away. Is that how far they live? Jovi said, oh, it's a lot for my mom to drive three hours to see us. I don't know if it's three hours round trip. Yeah. But either way, Yara made him go move out into the sticks. And now she's like, no one's around to help us. Well, Mama Gwen, they don't live in New Orleans anyway. No, they, they don't. So. But they could have moved somewhere else that was closer. Oh, okay. So that's all I'm thinking is Yara's like, oh, nope, we're moving over here to be away from your friends, to be away from the parties. Well, now you're away from the family too. Yeah. And you're upset that you're not getting support. So I'm just pointing a little bit of a finger. I'm pointing a pinky finger. The I smallest finger. I see that. The yeah. smallest finger at Yara. Yeah, but Yara's getting emotional about this. And I feel like a lot of single mothers are not going to be Team Yara after watching this. Because here's Yara complaining, I don't have help for one month. Well, there's a lot of moms who don't have help any months. Well, that's true. But... To be to play the devil's advocate, right? She does have a partner. She's not a single mom. Right. It's just her partner is away every other month. She doesn't have her family around. She doesn't have anyone around. I know. But there's some mothers who never have anyone around. Okay. I'm going to give you a little Eastern European lecture or European lecture, right? I've been waiting. European peeps. I'm going to talk about Czech, but I'm pretty sure it's very similar to a lot of European countries. People don't just leave. People don't just move around. People usually stay within the same town, close to family, maybe an hour away, right? Mm -hmm. That's just how we are. And the moms and the grandmas are so involved. I was, my grandma was picking me up from school almost every single day. I was at my grandparents' house almost every single week. If my parents went away, my parents had something to, something to do. Every summer, I was at my grandma's house for a month and the other grandma's for a month. Mm -hmm. My parents... They used to come and go, right? Yeah. But my grandmas were so involved in raising me, helping my mom with everything, that that's just the culture. That's and that's good. what Yara is saying. So, yes, maybe American single moms might feel this way. But if you think about a culture, if she was in Ukraine, her mom would be there 24-7 for her. That's good context. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, she wants to see her mom. She hasn't seen her mom. I don't think her mom's met Mila yet. And... She's hesitant to make any plans because she doesn't have her green card yet. And then on top of that, they this is the first mention of the Ukraine-Russia war. So this means this was probably Before shot Fabu well, after yeah. February. This happened. Yeah. The Russian-Ukrainian war happened in February. But so. there was always talk before it happened. There was always talk of it. Yeah, it but before it, it happened, happen. yes. But so I don't it, think she would be... Ah. If there's talks of it, you might not go, hey, we should book a trip. Yeah, but I, I hear was, there's talks of a war. Maybe yeah, we should book a trip. there was a talk a week or two prior that the public knew about. Yeah. Public Either, didn't know about this a month, month in advance, I don't think. But so Yara wants to go. And we were told or we read that we would see them together yeah. in check. They haven't teased any of that footage. So not yet. maybe we were misinformed. No. Or they're just saving it? Maybe they're but saving it. This is the first talk of, oh, maybe I would like to go. So I don't know. It could happen. But I'm surprised we haven't seen on upcoming scenes them in another country. Yeah. 
I mean, I hope they'll go to Czech. I want to see Czech. But what we learn is that Yara still doesn't have a green card because, guys, it's a real story. It takes forever. It still does. After pandemic, it's all backed up. Takes a long time. So she only has a work permit, which you can travel with. It's okay. She'll be fine. She's nervous that she might not be able to come back. She will be able to come back. As long as you bring your work permit and your marriage certificate. And plus, she's going to be traveling with Joby. Whenever we travel, Teresa has a filing cabinet with her. Well, you have to be ready. Yeah, no, it's it's great. And I always ask everyone they want to see it, and no one ever wants <laughs> no. to see anything. <laughs> no. I mean, they want to see the, ma- the main documents, but yeah. not all my supporting material. <laughs> they don't want to see your diary <laughs> entries from when we started dating. <laughs> so we get to this vineyard. This vineyard looked like a couple pepperonis on a trash bag. I was not very impressed with this it vineyard. It was all dry, which is fine. That's the season. No. That's it, the time that you drink the wine because you pick up the grapes when they're ripe, right? Mm-hmm. You process them. And you should know that because we went to several wineries in Czech. We were being walked through this whole thing, right? My cousin. I'm not reacting to the barren trees. I'm reacting to... We're in someone's backyard. Well, it's a family winery. Yeah, it was some creeper fan that DM'd Yara and was probably like, come to our winery. I mean, there was a, there was a lovely older couple. What are you talking about? A lovely older couple. That guy with the hat and sunglasses definitely creeps on Yara's Instagram and was like, oh, yeah, you want some of my wine? You, you really don't ta- trust people. You want to taste my grapes? Ew. He was <laughs> that, a good old man. Come on. Come all right. on, guys. Let's all, right. all message John. Let's all message John. <laughs> I just thought it was no winery I would go to after dark. You have a lot of trust issues. Oh, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after a bottle of wine, I'd probably spend the night there. But It was a lovely family-owned winery. This is a, it's an alcoholic speaking. Who would, no! never, who would never poo-poo anyone who would serve her alcohol. That is not true, but I come from the wine county. You, We went, we went to the open wine cellars. All these tiny wineries we went to, they probably have something like that. No wine cellar that we went to had a yard sale going on. This place looked like they were trying to, they were doing a garage sale. You gotta the- get it. You gotta make that money and the inflation is real. All right. Well, so they're there. Jovi's pumped because Yara can drink now that she's not breastfeeding. And Yara's like, well, speaking of breastfeeding, my boobs look like trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> and that creeper was probably like, someone say boobs? Did Yara say boobs? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, her, her friends got into her head and now she wants a breast dog. And Jovi's like, you don't need that. Your, your boobs look good. Well, that's what he said to her. Yeah. Then we see his stalking head. He's like, she absolutely needs a boob job. Her her boobs look ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, Jovi. Yeah. I was so proud of him for for one second when he was like building her confidence. And be like, no, you look good. And then immediately lost all the respect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those things are mangled. And then he add to it saying, I mean, if if you wanna if you wanna get fake boobs, sure, I like fake boobs. It's like a stripper. Oh boy. So I think this may mean, and again, not a breast expert, although I played one in college, you must be done having kids if you're going to get that breast Apparently not. One of my besties, Teresa from Czech, I doubt that she listens to this podcast so I can share. She shouldn't speak English. She, after her second child, right, 
Yeah. She goes like, I basically have no boobs. Whatever I have left is like a trash bag filled with water. <laughs> she didn't say that, but I'm using Yarasa language. So she got her boobs, right? She got fake boobs. They look very natural. They're bigger than she had before, but they're not too big. They're that. Send, you would me, be a, like, send me a photo also. Please. You, you, you saw? Oh, you didn't see her. They no, went on the honeymoon. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it looks nice and natural. Because I've known her my whole life or most of my life, I can tell. But otherwise, it looks very good. And then she was telling me that they're thinking of having a third kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you going to do with your boobs? And she said the way they did it, they basically put it like underneath ah. the fat or something that she would still be able to breastfeed. Science. That's what she told me, guys. I think you're right. I'm I, no expert, I think but that's right. what my friend said. I think you're right. But okay. Jovi just thinks these friends are bad influences in every aspect of Yara's life. They're a bad influence. Partying, now surgery. If they do have another kid, can you imagine what they would be named? Symphony with a C? I don't even want it. <laughs> the influence just needs to stop. And so we'll see. We're either going to get a breast dog storyline or we're going to get- Why do you keep saying breast dog? Because that's what Adele said. She's like, I got a breast dog, Avi. She called are it a breast dog. breast dog? Like, woof, woof. Yeah, like a ground dog. <laughs> no, breast aug. Augmentation. Short for oh. augment. Come on, get hip, Teresa. Oh, I thought you think breast is a dog. And I'm like, what is that? Maybe I want that. <laughs> no, breast aug. Oh, I'm just okay. speaking like Adele. Okay. All right. Someone okay. Like All right. That's Jovi and Yara, though. Shall we talk about Kim? Kimberly. Kim smells so fresh. And Usman. Yeah. So let's start with Usman. He showed his cards this episode. Oh, yeah. My goal is to be the most famous human being on earth. Like Michael Jackson. You showed your cards. You're going to do whatever it takes to be on TV as long as you can be. Mm-hmm. And then he basically adds that his family is Islamic. Yeah. They don't love this whole music career of his. But because he we wants to be the most famous boy. person on the planet, he got to do what he got to do. Yeah. So he is with his brother, Muhammad, his older brother. and Elder. The, elder brother. The way he's talking about Kimberly is just like, so you, you remember that lady I told you about? The one from the, one from the United States? <laughs> Another one. Uh, yeah, well, she's, uh, she's coming in a couple of days. And so the whole idea is that Soldier Boy needs Muhammad's help so that they can talk to their mom, get mom more comfortable with the idea of Soldier Boy getting married to this older American woman. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just want a blessing. I'm going to get engaged and then go to the U.S. and marry her there. And Mohammed's like, wait, is, is she our age? What? Yeah, what, what's her age? And Usman's like, <laughs> somehow, like, well, she's 51. <laughs> somehow she's 51. You know, because I set my age preferences on Tinder between 45 and 65. <laughs> somehow she's 51. <laughs> it was such a weird response. And Mohammed's like, why? Why don't you just go to the U.S. and get a very young lady <laughs> to marry? What yeah. does that mean? Very a very young. Ve- a very young lady. And then they're talking about whether Kim is going to be the first wife or the second wife because she would be okay yeah. with Mohammed, with Usman getting another wife. And Usman wants to start with Kim. He's going to marry Kim first. And then move on to the other lady. Because they're talking about kids. Yes. And so obviously someone this old can't have kids. So they need someone very young to be able to procreate. 
And that's when Soldier Boy goes, well, getting married to to that lady from the U.S. doesn't mean I can't have children. I can easily get another wife. And he's like, yeah, she's okay with the idea of multiple wives. Mm -hmm. And so it shouldn't be a problem. So to me, it seems like their mom would only object to Kimberly if she keeps Soldier Boy from having kids. Yes. So that's like, come on, Muhammad, we'll go tell mom that, yes, she's old. Yes, she can't have kids, but I'll get another wife and we can have kids and then mom will be fine with it. But how did mom give baby girl Lisa her blessing? I don't well, think it must she have did. been the same thing. I don't think she did give. Oh, well, BGL, saw, BGL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was thinking, we saw that meeting. I was thinking Kimberly. Um, interesting. Yeah, it was probably the same thing. Although I, I don't think Lisa I don't think BGL no, would allow another wife. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think she was okay with that. I forget now. I've put her out of my mind. Oh yeah. But it just seems like yeah, we'll go tell mom that. Don't worry, you'll have grandkids. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be fine with Kimberly. Yes, and then we see Kim picking up Jamal from the airport because he's coming to visit to plant some flowers. And speaking of flowers, look at Kim bringing flowers to the airport. Yeah, that's nice, it's I nice, guess. It's a nice gesture. I guess. Even Jamal's like, these for me? No, they bring a bottle, Mom. Yeah, bring something I can bring actually enjoy. Bring a snack. Enjoy. Yeah. So then the next day, they're all hanging out, Kim, Jamal, and Mother Sally, who... She's still alive because we all heard the news, unfortunately, Mother Sally passed away a few months back. Yeah, rest in peace to, to Mother Sally. She passed away in January. Okay, and so yeah. this was filmed prior prior, prior mm-hmm. to that, obviously. And Kim was just saying, here's my plan. I'm going to Nigeria, going to propose to Usman so he can get the K-1, and then we could be together. Yeah, here. well, Jamal is not loving this because he brings up the tell-all in Zara. And we all watched Kimberly finding out about Usman calling Zara, telling her that he still wants to be with her. Mm-hmm. So basically Jamal thinks what we all think. He thinks that Usman is with Kim for a green card. Yeah, I think he's trying to be more tactful about how he tells his mom because he's like, you're going to propose? That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, Jamal's being this all, oh, I'm so traditional. That's not how it works. The man proposes. But I think he's just trying to come up with any reason for for Kim to pump mm-hmm. the brakes. Like, no, you wait for him. Wait for him to propose. Let's see if that happens. And he brings up the point, you, you don't even really know him this much. This is your, this is only your third trip to go mm-hmm. see him. It's like, have you watched the show, Jamal? <laughs> three, three times. That's a lot. That's, that's a lot. Imagine Soja Boy in San Diego with all the beach babes. Ooh. It would be Kimberly. Who? Yeah. Well, Kimberly 105. <laughs> um, mom just wants Kim to be happy which, which is, is nice which is very sweet and who knows maybe she knows her time is coming to yeah. an end and she just I just want to see my my baby girl happy yeah I just don't think that Usman is the one that's gonna make her happy but sure let's play along Jamal asks a really good question what does Usman do to show you he loves you and Kim basically her response is I just feel it that's a really good question, though. What does he do? Because we really haven't seen Usman do anything. He wrote h- half of a song that he played back <laughs> on his cell phone, but that's about it. He removed the pillow that was in between them and banged her. That's the big gesture. Is yeah. like joking about his yam, 
And then I'm not giving her the yam. But that's it. Like, it's such a good point. She's going above and beyond. She's traveling. She's bringing him gifts. Oh, my gosh. Nonstop, right? Going to support him. He does very little, if anything, at all. It's just, it's, I thought it was a great question. And her response said it all, which is, I just feel it. Which basically says nothing. There's nothing, yeah. Nothing. But it's really it. She she doesn't get the support or approval she was hoping for, but it's not going to stop her. No, but she's going to go to Nigeria. Yeah, it's not going to stop her. That's what I mean. Uh, you know what I'm wondering? Because we haven't seen Angela yet. We think we're going to see her on the next episode, and we know that she's going to go to Nigeria. Ah. What about a what? little meetup? A little meetup. They go at the same time. That's the thing. I think all of these were filmed at different times. Yeah. And so did they go at the same time? If so, I would love for them to meet up, the four of them. That would be I amazing. Don't, I don't know that Kimbali would get along with Angela. I think I think, when I think we, she would. I think when we first saw Kim, we thought, oh, here we go. BGL 2.0. Yeah. Angela 2.0. Kim's a little classier. She is, yeah. She's just as naive. Yes. But she's a little classier. But she can also lose her shit and she loves throwing water. That's true. She did it last time. We saw it in the preview. She's going to do it again. That's her move. Yeah. That's her signature move. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> this is where she loses a little bit of the class. But yes, she is a bit more classier than all these ladies. I think so, yeah. All right. Okay. Last but not least. Bilal and Shida. Shida, guys, not Shahida. Shida. Although Shahida is coming. <laughs> Shahida is coming in hot because today's the day. We're all going to meet up and we're going to hash it out. And Shahida comes in in a cheetah print headscarf ready for a cat fight. Uh, she looks good. I like her outfit. I did not like her energy. Well, not her energy, but she looked good. I did not like her energy. And they immediately, they get into it. Shida brings up how last time they met, it didn't go well. She wasn't happy with the way Shakita came for her. Well, okay. I think that Shida takes things too personally. Because we all watched that when Shahida was making sure, asking about a prenup. It wasn't that bad. She didn't yell at her. She didn't force her. She didn't accuse her of anything. Maybe a little bit, but I think she was just making sure the kids are gonna be safe. That's not right? her. It's not her responsibility. It's not. That's the only issue I have. I, yeah, sure. She kept her cool more yeah, so than that's, she did that's this the time. Thing. The conversation was inappropriate, and yes. that just could have been done. Like, hey, Bill, can you just talk to Shahida? I don't think this is her place to discuss with me. But let's just move on. Like, I don't, I don't, wa- I don't want to talk to her about this again. But let's move on. Shida turned this into, oh, I was being bullied. I was being accused in my own home. I felt uncomfortable. Was it really that bad? I mean, unless there was something we didn't see. I think it's very unfair. I think the conversation is very unfair for Shida Shida to have with Shida. On top of that, I think it's extremely unfair that it happens without Bilal being there. I'll give you that. Shida had no one. Shida is this foreigner who's now in this unfamiliar place alone. Shahida comes in with an energy, the same energy. Well, not the same energy. It was a little more subdued. But she came in with an agenda. And I think it was unfair to Shida. And Shida has every right to be upset with that. It was unfair to Shida. The topic, that conversation should have happened because 
why does she care? She should have talked about this with Bilal, right? 100%. But just think about it. The reason why she did it is because she wants to make sure Bilal's going to be able to take care of the kids and also to make sure that she didn't come here for the green card and for the money that Bill promised her this, to build a studio. Like, she's making sure, and I get it, again, conversation, inappropriate. Bilal, that should have been between Shaida and Bilal and then Shahida and Bilal, not Shaida and Shahida. Yeah. But she's coming into this as a mom who's making sure that her kids will be all set. And I don't think she was aggressive. She was, it was inappropriate. But I don't think she bullied Shida. I think Shida blowed it out of proportion a little bit. What do you think and about... And it turned into this huge conflict. What do you think about this meeting? Because I think Shahida's energy, I think she was on the attack. She was. From the minute she walked in, I, I think that was wrong. Because she felt she's being accused of something she didn't know. She said, I didn't yell at you. I didn't bully you. I'm not a bully. Okay, but if you're being accused of yelling... Your response shouldn't be to yell. True, but <laughs> so I, you're like I'm you're hurting trying, your argument. I'm trying to put myself in Shahida's place, and I feel like I would probably react the same. Maybe, but I would because keep they, my, she's going to meet them, and all Shahida wants her to apologize, but she doesn't think she did anything wrong, which means they will never they will never see eye to eye, and instead Shahida's like you're a bully, you're a bully, so she got pissed. Yeah. Oh, she was like, oh, I'm going to ban you from my home after the way you acted. And she's like, ban me, ban me from your home, which, uh, yeah, it's not, that's not, not going I think they, they both went in wrong because they should have started peacefully and not Shida. Literally, first thing she said, you bullied me, right? They should have just talked about it, tried to find a way to reconnect, hash it out. Instead, they got into this huge argument that didn't have to happen. And the worst part about this is that they have kids. There are yeah. kids involved and it can hurt the kids and build a relationship. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. I didn't see anything wrong with Shahid, Shahida being like, or sorry, Shida being like, the reason we're here today is because I want to address what happened Last time we talked, like, of course, you got to set the table and be like, here's what we're here to discuss. And that's fine. But then calling calling Shahida a bully, that she bullied Shahida in her own home, I don't think that's the right term. That's the right term. Maybe not. Maybe not. But it got ugly here. Oh, yeah. Bilal sitting there quietly most of the time, he finally chimes in and... He, at first I thought he was speaking Arabic, but I think he was praying. I think he was trying to stop the conflict, like make peace. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, I'm impressed. I didn't know he was bilingual. So I don't know if he is. Maybe he is. Otherwise, um, I think he was just praying. And I, I prayed in Hebrew many a times and I had no idea what I was saying. But <laughs> I was, I was engaged with this. As ugly as it was and uncomfortable as it was, this had to be real. There's, they are not this good of actors. Yeah. Right. The way Shahida just, woo, she, she stood up. She was like, Southeast Diego will be up in here. I was like, this is, this is wild. Mm-hmm. This is wild. And what did it mean? Southeast Diego? I don't know. Is that her husband's name? 
I don't think so. I think okay. this uh, location she may be from. Yeah. I don't know. But how do you come back from this? Like you said, there, there are kids involved. How do you come back from this? How do you smooth things over when it's this tumultuous, this early in your relationship? Well, it's going to be tough. And basically, Shahida storms off and Bella's just quiet. That and pissed me off. Because I don't, he was almost giving Shida the silent treatment as a punishment because he's mad. Why are you mad at your wife who kept her cool? True. I thought Shahida made a fool of herself. I thought Shida kept her cool and was the mature adult in the room. Well, I think he was just trying to absorb what happened and the fact that this may affect the the, the relationship with the kids. I don't think it's going to affect the relationship with the kids. It's not going to because he has the money. Money shmoney. I don't, It's if there's joint custody, there's joint custody. I don't think. That yeah, but Shahida can come back and say, I don't feel comfortable sending my kids to the house when he has a new wife who's abusive or who's thinks who spreads lies about me. Like she can. I hope it wouldn't get she there. Can, but. She can do that. Okay. As a mom. Okay. True. And so. I'm not saying the child is abusive, right? I'm just saying no. what can happen. Okay, but if I watched the tape, I would go, oh, it seems like Shahida is the more toxic person to be around. If I just watched the tape from this mm-hmm. this encounter, I'd go, oh, Shahida's the, the yeah. loose Listen, cannon. Shahida did get pissed. She did get a little aggressive. But I get it. If I was being accused of something I didn't think I'd do, I would not apologize unless I just think it's funny if she was being accused of cheating. Like if it was blobbing, like, oh, you cheated on me and she was mad, then I get it. But it's just hilarious to me that she's being accused of like yelling at her. And then her response is to just yell at her. It's not making your argument any stronger. I get it. I I do not yell at you. I would probably lose my shit, too, if someone was accusing me of something again. If I believe that I didn't do it, then it's hard. I like guess. if you if you if you know at least I can speak for myself, right? If I know I did something wrong, then I can be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Like I apologize, right? Yeah. And I do that, and you know I do it. I do take ownership of my mistakes. But if I don't think I do anything wrong, why would I agree? Why would I say, oh, you know what? I'm gonna apologize to you. Like I didn't do anything wrong, but I'm gonna I'm gonna apologize to make peace. I wouldn't do it. I would be like, no, what are you talking about? Know, and it would, would piss me off. Hopefully keep your cool yeah, during so, it. And she didn't, she didn't freak out like Jenny did. I mean, she stood up and she was putting her hands in Shida's face yes. and raising her voice. Like yes, Shida, she sat, being, Shida sat there calm, cool, and collected. Yes, Shida was being aggressive. Yes. A little aggressive during this sesh. Yes, Shida <laughs> kept her cool. Absolutely. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's why when Bilal is giving Shida the silent treatment at the end, I'm like, I would be proud of her for not losing her cool. True, but he says, if I say something, I might regret it later. Right, but why are you mad at her? That's my point. What would you say that you would regret? Why are you mad at her? I feel like she did a decent job of handling herself. She did. That's all I'm saying. Let's see what happens with this couple. I can't imagine next episode it's them trying to hash it out again. We've got to no. evolve this storyline. Can't, we can't just be pitting Shida and Shahida against each other every week. I think next time we'll hopefully Bilal will start talking to Shida because True. I think he's so pissed. He's so pissed. He's a baby. Yeah. we got to communicate. All right. 
That's Did it. We, oh my gosh, we got a little heated over here. That's the end. Nah, I'm fine. We said it all. That's the episode. Guys, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Enjoyed talking about it as always. Make sure you're following the podcast on Instagram mm-hmm. at Married to Reality Pod. You'll stay up to date on all things over there. Make sure you're following the podcast itself on the platform of your choice. It's so easy to follow. You look down, you smash that follow button. Guys, smash like it's as hot as all these couples on this episode. So far, so hot. So far, so hot. Make sure you're checking out that Patreon. Now is the time to sign up, guys. If you are into the single life, we're going to be covering that. If you're into Love is Blind after the altar, we're going to be covering that. So check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mary Reality. And thank you to all our patrons who signed up already. Mm-hmm. We love you guys so much. Thank you again for the review, Jess, at 19. We love we love that. Yes. We love the support. Thank you so much. And more boat names coming at you very soon. And that is it. I think I've said it all. Yeah, I've said it all. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.